Do you want to build your brand by being a guest on industry-leading podcasts? If you own a business, my guess is you do. So picture this. You, a dynamic executive, effortlessly connecting with engaged audiences, turbocharging your top-of-funnel marketing, and creating a treasure trove of content with every episode. Podcasting is the game changer you've been waiting for, and PodcastAlly.com is your VIP ticket to podcast PR success. Say goodbye to the ordinary and hello to the extraordinary exposure. Head over to PodcastAlly.com now and let them know that Pretty OK sent you. Your brand deserves to shine, and they're ready to make it happen. And surprise, (laughs) double your pleasure, double your fun. I am the new co-host, Taylor. Yay! I'm so excited that you're here because I asked Taylor, if you remember uh, our episode we did together, however many months ago, I kind of jokingly at the end was like, this is fun. Do you want to be my new podcast host? And I very seriously (laughs) accepted (laughs) the invitation. I I was serious, but it just took me a while to get on get off my bullshit and get moving because <laughs> I get in my flow, you know, and I'm like, okay, we got to get through the holidays and this. Okay, Taylor, it's 2020. Now do you want to be my podcast host? <laughs> yes, please. So I'm really excited to have Taylor because I think you're going to bring a lot of really awesome stuff uh, to the podcast and you and I are very similar in terms of the way that we work, the way our brains kind of operate and... Um, I think it's going to be really good. So yeah, I'm really excited to compliment your book smarts with my state school (laughs) masters. Sorry, guys, I didn't go to a fancy school for for graduate school, but I hope you will please accept the knowledge that I have to share. So yeah, I am super excited to kind of bring a more marketing focused perspective to the conversation and just a little bit about me, just in case we've got some new listeners out there that I haven't had the pleasure of speaking to over the years. Yes. Being in your head. Um, my background is in actually psychology and sociology. So I just happened to land in the world of marketing and it actually is a cool place to be applying the yeah. education that I learned. There's a lot of psychology in marketing. So it's much psychology. <laughs> I think that that's why I'm good at what I, or maybe, well, I think it's why I'm good at what I do, but I think it's also why it was such an easy transition yeah. just because marketing really is at its core about understanding people and yeah. what motivates them. So, and you know, you're a data nerd. Totally. Like I am, which you kind of have to be in marketing. Yes. Yes. Like it's, it's kind of crazy how much you have to incorporate that, the data and the psychology. I was trying to explain it to my dad when he was asking me about social media (laughs) and the glazed look that just went over his face. I'm like, don't worry about it, dad. It's fine. Yeah. What's an engagement rate? (laughs) Yeah. Huh? (laughs) Why are people proposing more than once? So yeah. So my 
with my background being in education, I really, my happy place really is when I get to have any opportunity to share with people Mm -hmm. because I want nothing more than for everyone to be empowered with a toolbox full of things that they can pull out when they need to. And so I, I tend to lean really hard into the teacher side (laughs) whenever I, whenever there's a a literal or metaphorical microphone put in front of me. So uh, I'm really excited to have the opportunity to kind of share some nerdy stuff, but then also some life lessons and advice and lessons from the lessons from the therapist that lives on my shoulder as well. (laughs) Is there like a good therapist and a bad therapist? Just a good therapist. Angel devil one? (laughs) Basically just the therapist saying, do it or don't do it. Oh, don't be an asshole. That's mine. That's my constant therapist. Oh my Don't gosh. be an asshole. <laughs> and I constantly joke with people and I say, I swear I'm not an asshole. <laughs> but, and then I go and we'll I say the hard thing. the name of the podcast too. I swear <laughs> I'm not an asshole. <laughs> and you have, again, like Julia kind of did 15 different businesses. <laughs> I Which just, didn't, I think is popular among marketing people because you just have your hands in so many different things. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of balls in the air. Yeah. Sometimes I have so many balls that I realize that's the capacity that I have uh-huh. before something drops. But I I do think it's one of those constants with marketing professionals or yeah. or even people who are creatively driven mm-hmm. is there are so many versions of what you can do that you want to see come to come to life yeah. that it's hard to say no to opportunities totally. sometimes yes i get that so, very much so for those of you who don't know i have a marketing consulting business and I have a couple retainer clients under that and then I'm also one of the co-founders of Source Co. So I wear all of, I have that tall stack of hats just like most of you who are listening and it's a constant like which one am I putting on at the moment and sometimes yeah. it's on for 30 seconds before I need to put a different one on. So it keeps life interesting. What and what's the academy one? Oh, LVL Academy yeah. is a multi-day wedding planner workshop so it's education focused but specifically for wedding planners and is that are you a consultant for them or is that your thing they're my retainer client so yeah I work with them on all their content and marketing on the behind the scenes I'm not a public face of the brand oh it's public to me public to you (laughs) public to people who know me but then not public to the people who attend they meet me for the first time like oh yeah you're the person I've actually been DMing with on the internet (laughs) yes um question for you are you an extrovert yes okay the only time that I'm not an extrovert is if someone asks me to perform oh well I will hard pass on that. And when you say perform, <laughs> don't ask me to do karaoke. Don't yes. ask me to sing okay. on a stage. Thank you. Me too. Um, I will get on a stage to lecture and teach, mm-hmm. but I know that there's a different power dynamic there. Yes. Like I'm not being judged yes. when I'm in that kind of situation. Sure. Whereas if I'm doing karaoke, everybody's judging the shit out of me. Yeah. So that is so funny. Okay. I thought you might be an extrovert um, just based on how good you are at networking and like you're always kind of out and about and with different people and I that's just not who I am so (laughs) which is funny because you're like the you're the most extroverted introvert 
that I, I know. That's what I've heard, but I think I'm just really good at faking it. Yeah. Because I really would just much rather be by myself at all times. <laughs> and Except <that's> cool. right <laughs> now. Except right now when we are here. Powwowing with you. Yeah. Okay, so you are your own boss. And then I am in charge of managing the team at Glitter Guide, which includes myself, <laughs> in terms of the day-to-day and getting everything done. Um, so today we are going to talk about how you can stay motivated when you're your own boss. And it's funny because I was actually talking to my other tailor. <laughs> now I have two tailors. So you're welcome. I have welcome. to preface it with, with my husband. I'm like, no, Glitter Guide Taylor. No, 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 Podcast Taylor. <laughs> But I was talking to Glitter Guide Taylor. Um, we have a, a mutual friend who was just like kind of struggling on getting going with her new self-employed business because she just doesn't necessarily have the toolkit. Know what to do with the first steps of how you can stay motivated when nobody's telling you what the fuck to do. So we thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about how you can stay motivated and keep everything kind of moving forward. So... Motivation looks different for everyone. You know, it looks different for me. It looks different for you. And I think it probably looks different for everybody that's listening, too. Yeah. And there are I'm going to get nerdy right out the gate. Sorry, guys. (laughs) We're going to drop a little sociological knowledge on you here for it. So it looks different for everyone. And the two terms that I would like to introduce to you today are intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. And if you're intrinsically motivated, that means that you don't need something outside of yourself to mm-hmm. feel motivated. Extrinsic motivation is when you need something external to yourself mm-hmm. to actually pull you through and get you to to follow through on whatever task is at hand. Either positive or negative, right? Correct. Like the fear of getting... like fired or some certain reward that you're going to get when you finish the project. Yep. And there's not a right or wrong or one of these is not better than the other. It just looks different for everyone. And so if we're going to talk about how to stay motivated when you're your own boss, or even, you know, if you're part of a team and you are given a lot of ownership over a project and you aren't directly being managed. Yeah. We don't like micromanagers. We don't. And I think a lot of this stuff, even if you're not your own boss, it can also go for people who work from home. You know, things like that. Um, It just applies to anybody who doesn't have someone standing over their shoulder telling you what to do. Yeah. And to kind of segue, and well, it'll be a short segue, even if you are being managed by someone, these are... No? I mean, maybe in your head, not just out loud to them. I made that mistake. I've made that mistake in the past. <laughs> don't tell the man to fuck off to their face. They get real pissed you at know, you. I don't like it. No, so weird. No, sorry. Um, but so these things are still good for you to know, even yes. if you are, because then if you have a good manager, they will ask you how they can help you stay motivated yeah. in the work that you do. So even if you are someone who's still working a full-time job or a a more traditional nine-to-five, this is still a conversation that I think can help you in the long run. Totally. So when we're talking about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, you really need to take a little bit of time to be introspective and figure out which one you are. And you can kind of approach it by asking yourself, do you just naturally love to work? Like, 
does someone, do you wake up every morning? You're like, yeah, I'm going to tackle this task list. Yes, yes, I do. Task list. And like, I'm super excited about it. Or do you get more excited about the final end product or maybe even the paycheck that's associated with? Yeah. Right. So the long and short of it here is that you need to know what thing it is that will keep you motivated in the long run and what's going to motivate you to continually work toward that. Right. Like, is it just your natural own motivation propelling you forward or is it what's going to be at the end, the light at the end of the tunnel? Totally. That kind of thing. Um, and I think even if you're intrinsic or extrinsic, you have to give yourself something to work towards. Like you and I are both intrinsically motivated. Did I say that right? Correct. All right. I did not go to school for sociology. So new words for Sam today. Um, actually, you know what? No, I did learn the, I learned all about this in my organizational leadership class. There you go. How to motivate your employees. (laughs) But you know, depending on what your role is and what your kind of main goal is, you have to have something that you're working towards in order to keep you motivated. Otherwise you just, you're just like treading water, I guess is the right way to say that. Totally. Yeah. And sometimes those are tangible things and sometimes they're not. So I think that, you know, one of those ways that you can give yourself something to work towards is by frequently revisiting your goals. Um, I'm someone who likes to look at my goals all the time, (laughs) like my big goals, you know, and then the kind of medium sized ones and then the daily small things that I need to get done in order to move those along. I call them rocks, pebbles and sand. Oh, I like that. I should do a whole different episode on it because I've got a very nerdy uh, goal setting model. (laughs) Um, But, you know, by revisiting them, because it's easy to set a goal on fucking like December 31st. And then what's today, February 10th? Like, wait, what, what was I going to do? Yeah. Life is busy. You know, shit gets hard and that stuff just kind of falls off your plate. If you're not making a consistent effort to look at it frequently. And I don't think that you should set your goals on December 31st and expect (laughs) to start them on January 1. I'm more of a goal setter in late November, early December. Ah. So that I at least have a few weeks of runway to figure out what needs to be put in place. And that's why you're my new podcast co-host, because I like the way your brain works. And I have a sauna. <laughs> you do. I love a sauna. <laughs> um, so for me, and that's kind of the rock, pebble, sand thing, which is working on those daily tasks that help get you to your biggest goal. And it's something that I personally like what keeps me motivated is tracking shit, like even not work-related stuff, like my Fitbit. Like I will get my goddamn 10,000 steps a day if I've got my little watch telling That's know. impressive. <laughs> but it's, you just have to have something that is tangible when you're doing it. Because if you're just setting a big lofty goal, it's going to feel impossible to reach. And that's going to help you lose motivation real quickly. Especially if there's no one telling you what to do. Correct. Yeah. So I kind of touched on it, but like the way that I like to stay motivated, um, you know, I work from home. I'm often managing my own tasks. Like there's really no one standing over me ever telling me what to do. (laughs) I'm always by myself. (laughs) But for me, like 
There's a couple different factors. A, Asana, because Asana is the best thing that ever happened in the entire world. Please sponsor me. Uh, <laughs> hashtag not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. Wants to be an ad. Be. <laughs> they started following me on Instagram and I fangirled so hard and like nobody understood why I was so excited. <laughs> You're like, you guys. I'm like, but it's Asana, guys. <laughs> so I'm, I'm real nerdy about it and I'm fine with it. But, you know, like implementing systems... Uh, Asana, Evernote. I have a lot of apps on my phone for all different things, like to remind me to drink water. <laughs> so I don't remember to drink water oh, sometimes. I need that one. Yeah, it's called Drink Water. Yeah, it's actually the name of the app. Does anybody else think water is boring? And is that the reason? I think that's the reason I don't I'm drink. I'm just. I've always said if water had caffeine, I would drink so much more of it. <laughs> Maybe that's my. Pro- that's our next business adventure. Caffeinated, caffeinated water. water. I think it exists actually. Oh, it does. I've. Because I drank it for a while. Okay. And it worked. But then they went out of business. So we could do a new one. Let's try it again. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, water's boring. and But it's so good for you. And I'm so bad about drinking it. So having apps to remind me. And then also, you know, I, I love batching. I've talked about that in a whole episode on its own. But working in intervals, that helps me stay motivated. Because if you're just working for these huge long stretches of time without kind of any breaks or end in sight like it's just gonna feel monotonous and you're not gonna want to keep going and you're not gonna get into a flow um and then I I always like to listen to podcasts when I'm working I would like to say that I listen to business podcasts (laughs) that's all I listen to is it really yeah I don't listen to any I've had people ask me they're like I love your podcast what other business podcast do you listen to and you do the shoulder shrug emoji I truthfully don't listen to any I love murder podcasts and I love pod save America my political podcast (laughs) that is a great political (laughs) podcast no I only listen to business podcasts and then whenever I do read which I know you crank through books and it takes me like six months to get through one because I read four pages and I fall asleep that's my husband yeah but I only read business books too that I can like I think it's the grad school student in me I have to engage with the book physically and you Mm -hmm. can't do that with fiction no so see I sorry guys you got (laughs) two nerds now (laughs) I like to listen to uh, business books when I'm working because I can't read them like I will sit there and I just won't retain it because my brain will wander because mm. <laughs> the storyline isn't keeping me engaged, you know, but when I listen to it, it feels much more real. And so I like to listen to books, um, on audible while I'm working to kind of help me stay yeah. motivated and, you know, get in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually really like listening to business podcasts because mm-hmm. They actually really do help me stay motivated because when you're in the thick of building a business or a brand, sometimes you feel like you're not making progress or you're not making progress fast enough. Yes. And these podcasts, when you listen to other people's stories, you really can be reoriented Mm -hmm. to help you realize that you have made a ton of progress and that you're on a similar timeline as other people. So, you know, you're just not like, why am I doing this and why isn't it working? No, that's that's a good point. I like that. Um, I probably should listen to more. <laughs> I think my issue with it is, is that there's so many fluffy ones out there yeah. that drive me up the fucking wall. I'm not going to name names, but you guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I I just don't get motivated by people who fell into their position because they were 
you know, an influencer or something like that. Like if I'm going to listen to business stuff, like I need it to have some backbone and to have like credibility behind it. hundred percent. Which I think is why I like my nerdy books. Um, Simon Sinek. I listened to a lot of his books. Have you ever read his? I have not. Oh, he's my favorite. Okay. Sorry. I'm going on a tangent because now I'm nerding out. And the other thing I do to stay motivated is having creative projects outside of work that have nothing to do with work. Because, like, my job is not hard in terms of, like, doing unfun, ugly things. Like, I work for Glitter Guide. Like, it's a great job. Yeah. We do great things all day long. Aesthetically very pleasing. Thank you. (laughs) But um, just stepping away and doing something that has nothing to do with it whether that be like photography or doing florals or anything like that just brings me joy, but I don't have to showcase it to people as like, here's my work. See what I did. Can you guys give me some applause now? Like that for me is really important for just kind of keeping myself balanced and motivated. Yeah. Having a judgment free zone to just create. Yeah. Yeah. It is important. It really is. What do you do? Well, I know we talked about how, Big, crazy goals can feel scary. Yeah. But I think that that at its core is what I, is what keeps the fire lit is by having the most audacious goal that I can Mm -hmm. that essentially means I can never stop trying to make it (laughs) a reality. Um, I mean, I joke about world domination all the time. Yeah. I'm really trying to bring Pinky and the Brain back because... Right I'm here for it. Yep. Some of you, if the you're, if you're, kids are yeah, not you're like get that reference. What is this? Peaky in the brain. It's two mice, two lab, two like lab rats who are. One of them's real smart and one of them's real dumb. Uh, yep. Um, look it up. You'll have a good little. You'll never guess which one's which. Pinky or the brain. <laughs> not obvious. So, I really like having my goal be something bigger that's any one particular task or even, you know, 10 tasks for me to achieve it. Yeah. And in business, I talk a lot with some friends of mine who are also business owners. And one of the themes that consistently comes up is how as a business owner, if you become complacent, Mm -hmm. complacency equals death for your business. Totally. And so having these big, slightly unattainable goals. Sometimes it's really important to pivot when you need to and or just scrap an idea and come up with something from, you know, something fresh to achieve that big audacious goal. Yeah. But that to me is something that keeps me sometimes awake at night, but not really. (laughs) Mostly just Mostly it just keeps me real excited to get shit done when I wake up every morning. Yeah. So that's my thing. Um, But the other thing is being a business owner or, you know, just being self-employed, you have to have a safe space to talk about why it's hard. Yes. And I have gone through some phases of not having people around me that I can be really honest about how fucking hard it can be yeah outside of Dr. Corey the little <laughs> therapist that lives on my shoulder she's actually a real person she's not imaginary say, you named your shoulder therapist yes. no she's a real therapist oh, okay. who takes real dollars um, but it's 100% <laughs> worth the investment um but so yeah if you if you can't talk about why it's hard and work through that emotionally That will beat you down and just chip away at your motivation to keep going. And so I think that that's the other thing that I I value in 
the toolbox that I have to, to wake up every morning and keep doing the hard thing. Yeah. And the last thing that I do is kind of on the same wavelength as you having a creative project outside of work. Mm-hmm. I'm really protective of my free time when I actually do well, I guess I don't really schedule it, but like Saturday mornings, you're going to say, well, I actually don't have any free time. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a ton of free time, but I am very protective of the free time that yes. I, I have in my like weekly routine. So you can pretty much guarantee that every Saturday morning, you're going to find me on my road bike, riding up the <laughs> coast to go get coffee at my buddy's coffee shop and riding back. And on Sunday mornings, you'll find me at the climbing gym and I wow. get pretty pissed if those things don't happen. Yeah. So are you like me where if your routine gets thrown off, you just get in a very bad, you don't oh like it. Oh my like gosh. Bad mood. Please don't throw monkey wrenches yes. into my okay. schedule. <laughs> that is, I don't know why I'm like that, but no, I think I it's, too. I take it very personally. <laughs> yes. And I think it's partially tied to, sorry guys, shocker, spoiler alert. I'm slightly overscheduled all the time. <laughs> and so if someone changes plans Mm -hmm. it's just like yeah whether even if it like ends up freeing up my time I still am kind of annoyed yeah well for me I'm just my most successful and my most motivated when I'm on my routine like routines are what work for me yep so that was why I asked was just curious (laughs) yeah so um have a routine and schedule in some personal time into it and don't let anybody fuck with it nope you gotta recharge trademark don't let anybody fuck with it (laughs) tm (laughs) so now that we've talked a little bit about how sam and i stay motivated on a personal level let's go back into one of these more abstract pieces (laughs) of the conversation and talk about why it's important to actually like the work that you're doing in order to stay motivated what a concept (laughs) Right. And you would think like, you know, as a business owner, yeah, of course I like my work. Like I chose this career. Why wouldn't I like it? But you're never going to like every single element of your job. You're just not. If you are, you're crazy. Like you're probably a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race or something, which is my dream job. (laughs) How do we make that happen? We got to make that happen for you someday. Uh, Like that's all I want in this world. That or like the person who just watches Law and Order SVU episodes over and over to make the recaps. (laughs) I've given this real thought, guys. If Um, anyone out there is listening and knows how to make that happen, has a connection, please contact us. Hello, Samantha. Nice to meet you. Um, but you know, what I've found, even if you don't enjoy every single task, but being able to enjoy the work as a whole is like the main factor into getting into a state of flow, essentially, you know, and when you're, when you're in the zone and you're in the flow, (laughs) we'll call it like, I think you just feel more focused and creative and that ideas flow more freely. So it's, it's all about kind of that positive mindset that you have to shift to. Even if you don't like the task that you're currently doing, like, just remember that it's applying to work that you do love. And for the bigger overall picture, it's going to be helpful. Yep. And side note, flow is an actual thing. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, in sports psychology, they talk about it a lot where yeah. athletes are trying to achieve this state of flow Mm -hmm. so even though i think people throw that around no it's actually it's an actual thing guys so work toward finding 
the routine that you need to put yourself in that state because it will help you, I think, intrinsically feel more excited about what you're doing, but then yes. give you that extrinsic like, oh, shit, I'm good at this. Right. So it's good. Well, and every time, you know, you have a task on your plate that you don't like doing, <laughs> you're viewing it negatively, right? So you're already making it harder for you to complete it. When you're doing stuff that you're excited about or that like sparks your creative energy, you know, it's energizing and it creates that kind of like self-inflicted positive feedback loop, I guess is the best way my brain wants to say it. But, and that's what fuels the productivity, you know? So when you have your passion for your work, it energizes you and vice versa, like giving you more fuel to put toward your work. The trick is just figuring out like, how to make yourself love everything that you're doing, even the most tedious of tasks. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I have had plenty of conversations with people about is most of us, whether it's starting a side hustle or an actual business, we get into it because we're super passionate about the craft and not passionate about the aspect of, or like the concept of running a business, right? which is where all those other tasks come into you're like, oh, what? I don't just get to do my art yeah. all the time. Well, that's why my consulting business <laughs> was so popping because everybody's got their the creative stuff that they want to do. But then when it starts turning into this actual business that's successful, they're like, oh, shit, there's other stuff that goes along with it. <laughs> yeah. And there's this nerdy business book, if you guys want to read it, called The E-Myth Revisited. Mm-hmm. And it, it it is a really good one. You don't have to read the whole thing. I think that they kind of give away <laughs> They give away the whole thing and the, or the whole point in the first few chapters. But yeah, the gist of it is, is when you are an artisan, you do have to realize that you're going to have to take care of tasks that are not your jam and figure out a way to not make them, not make that responsibility, put you on the struggle bus and then chip away your motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at everything for the long term because you have to constantly look at the big picture, you know, like. Like we said, nobody loves every single aspect of their work. But if you're focusing on the negative and the elements that you don't like, you're going to burn out really fucking quickly. Um, And, you know, I know that people are more confident at tasks that are more natural and are a little more enjoyable and it seems to flow Mm -hmm. (laughs) better. But, you know, if you're enjoying your work and putting yourself in that positive mindset, like you're going to be more optimistic and motivated. You're going to learn faster and you're going to make fewer mistakes and better business decisions. Yeah. Maybe this episode should have been like how to stay optimistic about your work yeah. because that, that actually will make you stay motivated. It's true. Like it's such a big, huge component of it. Like if I could sum it up in one thing, I feel like that's what I would say. Like the biggest way to stay motivated is to get that positive mindset and I'm all about that manifestation. Yes. Girl. <laughs> yes. Just manifest all of your goals. Yes. And then put systems behind them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, of course, I think another thing that's really important with staying motivated is the importance of being able to step away from your work. Yes, it is incredibly important to step away from your work because otherwise you have just fast tracked yourself to burnout. Yeah. And when it's your idea or business, it can be really hard to do this. Yes. Like damn near impossible sometimes yes. because there is always something to do. Mm-hmm. 
And it's very easy to let the work creep into after dinner hours or the weekend Mm -hmm. or starting to ask people to take calls Mm -hmm. at inappropriate (laughs) days and times. (laughs) And you're just like... You speaking from personal experience? I mean, yeah, yeah. I definitely have um, put the a cinder block on the gas pedal mm-hmm. at phases of my life. Hence, why I now have an imaginary real therapist that lives on my shoulder because she had to help me realize that and I learn like how to take it off. Visual the cinder block on yeah, the gas pedal. It wasn't just a brick. It was a cinder block that I had <laughs> like placed there, and then I never took it off. And I also never took my I'm using finger quotes, my like car in for an oil change. (laughs) And my therapist said, you know, Taylor, if you were that car, which you are in this situation, you are doing zero maintenance and you are running it at max capacity. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh shit, I am. I am that car. I am that car. (laughs) And I need to go get an oil change ASAP. My cinder block. (laughs) Yes. So you have to do the hard thing. And step away. The world isn't going to stop turning. Your business isn't going to stop like growing just because you took some time for Mm -hmm. yourself. Even if it's like a day. Like if you don't answer emails for a day, the world is not going to end. No. I promise. No. You can quote me on that one. Don't quote me on anything else, but that one you can quote me on. (laughs) So I... I'm not someone who does this, but I kind of feel like maybe I should, is putting office hours in my email signature. Yes, I actually learned that from Taylor, my other Taylor. Yep. Because <laughs> she does it because she has, she is really great with her boundaries for when she's working and when she's not. You know, like she has her family time and then her work time. And so she's always had it in her email signature. Um, and I, I respect that because it's like, it's very clear cut. Like, don't no, I'm not going to fucking answer your email. I'm out with my children. Yeah. <laughs> so I think those are little things that you can start with. Right. Yeah. Like it's not confrontational because boundaries can be uncomfortable for people because they totally. feel confrontational. Yeah. So adding a few keystrokes to your email <laughs> signature, no one's going to bark at you nope. for doing that. And I think you can really like give yourself the headspace to unplug a little bit. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of proactive rather than reactive because like say you put your hours, your working hours in your email signature and then someone doesn't hear from you until Monday, like it's going to leave a better taste in their mouth than not having that and then you just popping in and being like, oh yeah, well I don't work Thursday through Friday, so sorry. So it's better to just have that out in the open. Totally, totally. And, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about in terms of why it's important to step away from your work is because you just have to straight up have the energy to keep going. Yeah. And when you're doing your own thing, sometimes it feels you feel like you're chicken little and the sky is falling (laughs) or Billy Madison is pranking you by leaving flaming (laughs) bags of dog shit on your doorstep all the time. Right. So, you know, don't stomp it out with your boots, Ed. Um, (laughs) Take some time to, like, just seriously, like, refuel. Yeah. So that it is a fire that you need to put out, and maybe the sky fell a little bit. But instead of feeling defeated, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel like you've got this. Yeah. Well, and something I'll add to that, too, is that, like, once you open the door for someone outside of your, like, 
hours, like your normal hours or whatever, you ex- respond to an email at night or something. They're going to expect that every single time from now on. They're like, cool, I have access to you. And they're going to use it. Um, you know, and with our jobs, like, no matter what you kind of do, social media is part of your job, right? Yeah. So I love the concept of disconnecting from social media in general for that quiet time, just because even if you're not working, you're still kind of working. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Didn't you just post yesterday about how you like delete your Instagram app? Yeah. On so the I weekends? delete it Friday through Sunday, um, where I log out. So it's funny. Cause like the first day, like Saturday, I always still like autopilot swipe over to it and click on it. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I have to log in. Oh yeah. Cause I'm not supposed to be looking at this. <laughs> no, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And then by Sunday I'm like, oh, I don't want to log back in tomorrow. It's so <laughs> nice and quiet. And, but I told my, my glitter guide Taylor this morning, I was like, I feel like I just got back from vacation. Like, you know, where you're totally disconnected and now you're going back into work. Like it really does set a clear boundary that I love. Yeah. I mean, I know that I, on the weekends, I'm still compelled to get in there and, you know, do my proactive engagement. And you're just like, uh, is this really, is this really necessary? Yeah. Or am I serving myself better by just leaving the phone in the other room? Right. Yeah. Take that break, girl. Yes. Put that phone down. Step away from the laptop. (laughs) And I think with boundaries and setting, you know, kind of that time to set, step away from your work, verbalize it, like tell your spouse or your business partner or whoever, like, I'm not going to read any emails for the next 24 hours. So like, you can have people help hold you accountable. Cause I've had that a bunch of times where like my husband will be like, aren't you supposed to technically be on vacation? Yeah. What? What vacation? Yeah. On my honeymoon, answering emails. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about, for all of the people who might be more similar to us and like, quote unquote, overly motivated? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I have a love-hate relationship with Slack for that reason. Yes. And I am someone who usually operates as close to inbox zero as possible. Same. Like if I have, if I have 15 emails in my inbox, mm-hmm. I am my eye will start twitching Same. because it feels like there's a lot of stuff just unsettled and unresolved. Right. So I have that same relationship with Slack mm-hmm. where once it pings, I do like my head turns and my attention shifts yeah. Yeah. almost immediately. So I know we've been talking about staying motivated, but what about for us crazy people who are too motivated? Too motivated. Well, I mean... With me, I have boundaries in place with Slack, too. Like, Taylor Taylor is pretty much the only person who slacks me, honestly. Mm-hmm. My glitter guide, Taylor. <laughs> We're going to have to come up with nicknames. I know. I'm just going to call her my... Gigi? Gigi. G-G-T-S. Um, <laughs> but she knows, like, if I don't respond right away, because, you know, it has a little green yeah. thing that tells them you're online... But she knows if I don't respond right away, it's because I'm doing something and I'll I'll get to it when I'm done with that task. Because I'm not good at stopping what I'm doing to respond to something and then going back and, and having back. the same kind of flow. So for me, I'm more productive when I batch it mm-hmm. like that. So I always batch slack. Okay, so I, might so not I be just a good need to ask about that. I just need to 
stop being so OCD about my Slack messages and we'll email. just put that mindset in place. You're like, I'm not ignoring it. I'm batching it. Yeah. So I'm still being productive and organized. Yeah. Yay me. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because I can have, at Source, I have three business partners. Mm-hmm. So I think it, I would feel like it's easier to batch it if there was only one person. Totally. I can't imagine if I worked at a corporation that used Slack and you could potentially have like dozens of people like my husband. He just, I'm like, it makes my head spin with how many channels of communication he's fielding at any given time. So, um, so yes, for all of you OCD people out there, I'm raising my hand. I am one of you. Let's figure this out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think too, like, cause when I used Slack, when I was in a, in the corporate world, you also had that interruption of just actual humans in your space you know so I for me as somebody who works from home and does not work like a normal eight hour day because I have my kid and I gotta do stuff and um like my quiet hours are very precious and so I have to organize them as much as possible Mm -hmm. and so that just works I think best for me to keep it all kind of concise and in their own neat little package but I remember when I worked in an office, it was like, you were almost never fully focused. We literally used to have these signs that we could take and go put up in this specific office that said, I think it was like, don't fucking talk to me or something <laughs> like that, where you just really, it was like, do not open this door unless the room is on fire. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, working from home, yeah, you're in charge of motivating yourself to do that. Back the fuck off, bro. Yes. Yeah. You can just make that your status on Slack. Don't fucking talk to me. There you go. Solve the problem for This you. doesn't help Here's my not an asshole campaign. <laughs> well, that's not the topic of the episode, Taylor. I know, right? This is motivation, not ways to not be an asshole. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be an asshole to stay motivated. I like that. Yeah. It's all like about that. boundaries, you know? People might think you're an asshole. You're like, I'm not an asshole. I'm just a motivated bitch. <laughs> like it. Thank you much. I'm going to start making merch. <laughs> we could totally make t-shirts like that. Motivated bitch. Yeah. TM. Let's don't sell steal it. I trademarked it. This is my verbal trademark, guys. Don't. Yeah. Please no one tell that to the wing because they'll. <laughs> oh no. Do they already have it? No, that just Uh-oh. sounds like something it does they, sound would like have. something they would have. They would totally have that in their <laughs> merch section. So I'm going to do it. God damn it. Okay. Here for it. Anyways, anything else on how to stay motivated when you're your own boss? I think that, I mean, I think we could have lots of conversations around organization and, you know, personality types and all that kind of stuff. We totally will, because you guys, you're not getting rid of me. Nope, you're here for the (laughs) long haul. Um, So kind of the new format that we were talking about is Taylor's going to do every other week with me, and then I'll try to... Still do my little mini-sodes in between on those weeks, and I think it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited that yeah, you're here. Yeah, I am so excited. And if there's anything specific about marketing and, you know, building businesses from the ground up, mm-hmm. guys, send us a DM. Yes. I love, love nerding out and talking <laughs> business. Same. Oh, my God. You have a pair of intense nerds at your disposal. Yes. So we went to, we went to school, we went to grad school. So you didn't have to. Yes. Another t-shirt slogan. (laughs) I love it. We 
went to grad school so you didn't have to. I actually really love that. Yeah. That is so funny. New tagline. Here for it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, I will put some all the resources up on prettyokpodcast.com, including that book that you talked about, the e-myth, things like that. And then if you haven't yet, please go leave a rating and a review and how much you love my new co-host. Five stars. (laughs) And you can find us over on Instagram at Pretty Okay Podcast. Otherwise, I'll be back next week with a mini-sode. And then Taylor and I will be back the week after that. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.